and welcome to That Gabby Roslin Podcast, part of the Acast Creator Network. This week, my guest is the wonderful and superb actress, Josette Simon. I cannot tell you what a joy it is to sit opposite her and just talk and chat. And we talked, obviously, about Blake Seven and Wonder Woman and her dog, Milo. In fact, I think we should share a picture of her dog, Milo. Have a look and see what you can find. Uh, But here she is, the gorgeous Josette Simon. Don't forget, you can keep up to date by following and subscribing, please, to the podcast, where a new episode is released every Monday. Leave us a rating on the Apple Podcast app. And whilst you're there, why not leave us a review? We love to hear your thoughts. Now, on with the show. Josette, because the sun is out, you are smiling. But I think you smile all the time. I don't think I've seen a photograph of you while I've been doing my research where you're not smiling. Yeah, I'm a bit of a smiler. Yeah, I'm quite sort of, yeah, I'm I'm a positive girl, I'd say, a a glass half full. But I don't smile all the time. That would be inhuman, wouldn't it? That would be a bit weird. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but I know, but I am. I would say that generally I'm a smiler. Were, Were you like that as a child? No, absolutely not. Really? No. So when did, okay, when did that happen? Because I was the annoying child who was like, hello, everybody. I, Pollyanna, I was a little bit of smiling. No, I was, actually, no, I was a really silent child. Very, 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 very quiet. I hardly spoke. And um, if you went into my classroom, I went to an all-girls uh, grammar school in Leicester, because that's where I was born and brought yeah. up. Um, and there were two or three girls there who went to tap and ballet and stuff on Saturday mornings and were very extrovert and mm. outgoing. And if you went into that classroom and asked who in the future was going to be an actor, you'd have picked one of them. And you wouldn't have looked twice at the person right at the back of the class, very studious, very academic, with their head down, uh, extremely quiet, which was me. I'm not surprised because nearly every single performer because I think, because in the podcast or over the seasons, there have been singers, actors, comedians. So I'm going to say performers. I don't think there's one that said they weren't uh, quiet. They yeah. weren't shy. We, I, I was insanely shy as a child. So I get that. Yeah. The quiet child. Now I look at my kids' classrooms and I think, right, you're probably going to end up performing because you're the quiet one. Yeah, because when my daughter was at primary school, I'd have, um, you know, any number of parents bounce up to me and tell me that Charlie or Susie or Lucy uh, were probably going to be actors because they were yes. like really outgoing and extroverts and they loved performing and they did a tap dance when the fridge light came on um, <laughs> and everything. And they said, you know, can you give them some advice? They're going to be, I'm sure they're going to be wonderful actors. And they go to acting classes and everything else. So I would say to them, well, I think it's, it's great they go to acting classes because, um, you know, it's good for confidence and socialization and having fun and everything else. Uh, but they might not necessarily be an actor. Um, I didn't want to say that yes. the extrovert thing doesn't yeah. actually yes. lend itself very well. And the thing about, you know, I've often wondered why myself and, and loads of other people that I've worked with do ha- have been quite quiet people. And, and, Actually, even now, although we're sort of socially, you know, uh, sort of socially extrovert, I would say, just so can can sort of get on with people socially. At heart, actually, we're all quite introverted. And this goes completely against the public idea of actors because they think they go around flinging their arms wide and saying, oh, darling, and, you know, that kind of thing. But actually, most of the people I work with who are worth their salt um, are actually quite introverted. And and I, I used to think, wonder about this. And I think that maybe it's partly to do with the fact that when you're working, you put all your energy and focus into your work and trying to get it as good as you possibly can. And those people who are, who kind of, you know, sing and dance and tap dance in the coffee bar, um, expend all their energy. You know, that energy is outward. It just goes off into the ether. Whereas if you really want to do something well, acting-wise, you, you're so focused. And I wonder if, you know, uh, there's something in that. But it's 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 quite um, 
It's quite interesting. But what about the, those parents, though? Maybe that's about them as opposed to... Because your parents weren't supportive of you becoming an actor, were they? No, not at all. No. So, and that yet they're those parents who are saying, oh, look at Tommy do his tap dance <laughs> while the fridge is open. That's a very different mindset. Yes, I think there's some of them around. You know, there's, there's a vicarious mixture, life. Ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, it was actually quite interesting, actually, when, when parents would come to me and say, little Tommy, Lucy, Susie, Jenny, you're wonderful. And I, the children weren't actually with them. <laughs> oh, see, there we go. There we go. But also yeah. everybody likes to have a little moment of celebrity friend. You know, they do. They do. And it, they would have seen you on television over the years and seen you in plays and seen you in all those amazing films you've been in. And, and they just, it's that, oh, well, Tommy, he's going to be an actor. And I've now heard from my friend who's an actress. She's an award-winning actress. Tommy, you're going to be famous. <laughs> it's that. It's passing it on. It's weird, though, isn't it? Isn't it a weird world that we encompass? Oh, it is. It is, yeah. And also, I, I, I don't really want to know why I'm, I, I'm an actor, why I act. You know, it's so complex. Um, you know, I'm, I was a late kind of road to Damascus about turn moment. You know, I was on my way to university to do languages, um, French, German and English. And it happened very late for me that I... Through Alan Rickman, is that true? Well, no, it wasn't through... <laughs> it wasn't There's through wonderful Alan. twists and turns in, in, <laughs> on the internet. Alan Rickman is the reason that Josette Simon became an actor. Well, actually, the reason I became an actor was my friend at the time, um, who's still my friend, um, Sharon Hare, my name is my classmate, who was one of those people who did go to tap and ballet and stuff. Um, and we were 13 in uh, Leicester, or Leicester, Middock, um, and the Haymarket Theatre had advertised in the local paper for kids to come and audition for Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, the, the, the children's you know, choir. And she wanted to go and said, oh, I'm a bit nervous there. Will you come with me? And I said, no, God, no, absolutely not. No, I can't think of anything worse. But she said, please, please, please come. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. No, no, no. And she went on and on at me. And so I did. I said, oh, right, all right. So we went on Saturday morning and auditioned for this thing and we got in. And um, and it was very popular in Leicester and kept being revived all the time and we were revived with it. And I actually really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And it was, it was a great show though, isn't it? Oh, it was a great show. Do you know, I remember all the words and all the moves that we had to do in that choir. The moves as well? I remember it. Yeah, no. I, I, yeah, honestly, I do. Oh, I love that. Ridiculous. Anyway, to cut a long, long story short, um, they then cast us in things like the, the panto and things like that. And uh, and then other directors started casting me in plays in the studio and other things. And it was all lovely after school, but I was never going to do it. And there were people around like Alan, Alan Rickman, who was one of the brothers. And he said to me, you know, you're really good because I'd done a couple of plays. Um you should think about being an actor, an actress. Um, and I said, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I really, I actually really enjoy it after school and everything, but no, no, it's not for me. Um, and this went on and people kept saying this to me, including him. And then one day on an ordinary Tuesday, not end of term or anything, I just had this flash, this eureka moment when I thought. Seriously? Yeah. It was like that? Yeah, and I thought. No, actually, I want to be an actor. That's what I want to do. That is what I want to do. And so I left. <laughs> wow. Is that, you know, it wasn't um, arrogance. It was that kind of youthful impetuousness where you think, oh, right, I know what I want wow. to do. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. In the, in, the, in the depth of my soul, I knew that the thing I really wanted to do was to act. And then I went and asked Alan and people, which was the best drama school? And they said Central School. Uh, so I wrote to them and and got an audition when they were doing their rounds of auditions and got in. And, I, you know, I didn't know anything then. I didn't know that thousands audition and they only take 29. You know, you just, it's that kind of youthful thing. Oh, this is what I have to do. Oh, OK, I'll do that. How and, wonderful, though. And that was that. I love that because that's it's very interesting that that moment. I mean, you, you hear that people say um, whatever it is that they do, that... Their uncle gave them a guitar and they picked it up and they thought, 
ah, oh, this is what I want to do. Or their parents said, ah, oh, you've got to, you know, there's something that, that makes that, that moment, that flash. But for you, it literally was just standing there and it came to you. I think that's incredible. Yeah, I'd been, I'd, you know, by then I'd done, you know, a few things in theatre. I'd done a wonderful play called um, The Miracle Worker about Helen Keller, um, deaf and blind, and, and Annie Sullivan, her um, teacher. And I was playing Helen Keller's best friend. Um, and I'd done a couple of serious things. I don't know. Something just clicked. Something just clicked. Well, I'm so pleased it did. <laughs> um, it's very, it's very interesting because we, when we talked before, one of the things that I, I, I read, I love that you've said that you hate labels, and I hate labels. Um, you know, it's when you're a TV presenter, oh, you can't do this. When you're an, uh, uh, in plays, oh, you can't do musicals, whatever it may be. But also the black actress uh, label, you're an actress and you're a fine actress, full stop. But I didn't realise that you were the first black woman to play Shakespeare. I mean, that... that, at, the, that at the Royal Shakespeare Company. First that shocked actress. me so much. I don't understand why it didn't happen before. And... I, I, I'm not sure how I coped with it when I read that. If that Does that make sense to you? I just sort of, I thought we've moved on so much. I hope we've moved on so much. But there you are suddenly having that label. And that, so when you're doing all your research on you, that always comes up. Well, the black actress thing. Yeah, and yes. that, that the first yeah. black actress to be in a Shakespeare play at the RSC. Yes. Now that part of it I don't mind, you know, because... It was quite something to be the very first leading actress who's black in the history of the Royal Shakespeare Company, you know that. Uh, but as you say, it, it is kind of shocking. And also at the time, it caused so much controversy. It was ridiculous. That's what I mean. I think yeah. that's probably all of that around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why that, did it cause so much controversy? Well, because you had, um, not by the audience, I have to say, or anyone who, you know, went to see it, the, the things I did, all the various things. Well, I should and, hope not the audience. Because audiences, especially in the theatre, you know, you... You can't even accept stuff, you know. It's uh, you suspend disbelief on all kinds of levels, you know. And yeah. so, someone with my colour walking around and on the stage doing Shakespeare and Elizabethan England is not going to, as some people seem to think, make the audience riot and say, "What the hell is she doing there?" People um, said that, but no, they, they was, it was implied in in. Oh um, but the mostly sort of uh, commentators, you know, art commentators, oh, critics, God. you know, that kind of thing. It wasn't from. <clears throat> Excuse me. It wasn't from um, you know anybody watching. It was, and also it's it was before it happened. It was, uh, it was once it was announced. It was just all this speculation about you know will people accept this brown face in in a supposedly you know Elizabethan England and Shakespeare and all that, um, and it was ridiculous. And there was so much um, noise that I remember um, thinking. Because it's hard enough to do something really well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Um, without having this gigantic spotlight yeah, shone on you. Yeah, yeah. And it was almost like if it had failed, if I had failed, it would have been, well, you see, actors who, black actors can't do Shakespeare or something. So there was an enormous load on my shoulders. And I remember thinking um, I could actually fall to pieces with this or I could try and tune it out somehow and just try and focus on what I'm trying to do, which is to make this thing the best I could. Um, and I somehow managed to do that. I don't know. I don't know how, but I managed to do that and try not to listen to That's amazing. all the stuff or read any stuff or just let let them sort of make all the noise. Um, and thankfully it was, you know, it went well. But, you know, one of the things you have to do, I think, creatively, whether you're on the theatre or TV or film or whatever, is you should be allowed to fail because if you don't risk anything, you don't gain anything. You don't make progress. You've got to be allowed to fail because then you risk. So I think having this thing hanging over me where if it had failed, then it would be like, I see, that was wrong. Oh, that was a, isn't that crazy? So it was, yeah. And then for, for years afterwards, thankfully not now, but for years afterwards, if I did anything, it was always like, this, I don't read reviews anymore, actually, but at that time I, I did. Well, they're all marvellous about you, of course. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't read. Good or bad, actually. Yeah. It's not so much to do with, with 
yeah, if they're no, terrible. I, I, yeah. It's it, like if you yeah. do a scene and someone said, oh, in that scene, she was absolutely wonderful when she did blah, blah, blah. It means that when you get to that scene, you'll be reminded that, oh, that was a scene where they said yes. this. And that, that means that you're not thinking about what yeah. you should be thinking. Absolutely. So it's good or bad. But at that time, I did read them. And for years, I used to have this thing where I'd say, this part's played by Anthony Sher or whatever, and that played by the black Josette Simon. As if there was a white one knocking around somewhere. You know? It didn't say, uh, oh, isn't that No, this was all, it was all oh like the black God. Josette Simon. Yes. The black, you know. And then I once got pilloried for saying in an interview that I hate the term black actor. I absolutely hate the term black actor or black actress because people have more emphasis on the first word than the second. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm an actor. Yes. And I happen to be black, which I'm yes. very proud of my colour. I have no problem with my colour at all. But I'm an actor and, yes. I, and I'm black. That's the way round it is. I'm not a black actor. I don't know what a black actor means. What is a black actor? <laughs> You're an actor. It's ridiculous. It. You don't say a white actor. But they also, the other thing that they do is uh, they will always put somebody's age. If it's a woman, so if you're a uh, black actor and your age, if you're a woman, they don't often say it uh, mm. about men. But anyway, you just carry on being a wonderful actor. And that's, oh. no, that's what you are. Can we go through some of the things? We have to, you know what I'm going to say. Do I? We have to talk <laughs> about Blake Seven. Oh, because yes. if I don't, I'd be, you could, I'd be strung up. <laughs> I mean, so Blake Seven, mm. it's a real there's still such a cult huge feeling cult. about it. Huge. And there are meetings. They have meetings still, yes, don't they? Con yeah, Conventions. people gather together, you know, either in a sort of separate place or in each other's houses or, you know, the people dress up and they watch, you know, endless episodes and they have replicas of your costume and I remember stuff. it. I remember <laughs> it so well. And it was... It, it was great. It was wonderful. Mm, stuck together with sellotape. I remember it. Silver. <laughs> That's sort of, if you think about Blake 7, it was all silver. Everything was silver. What year was it? Oh. A few years ago. A few a years, years ago. ago. Yes, yeah. back in the annals. Of, yeah, a few years ago. As my daughter says when she's joking, you know, was that, was that in medieval times, Mum? <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Your daughter, the cellist. Is she a cellist? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How lovely. Yeah. Cello. Uh, I wish I could play an instrument. Me too. Um, uh, be, hold on. I was about to go through your TV thing. You're saying me too. You, you're you still learning because isn't it true as an adult you've learnt uh, French and then you've learnt British Sign Language. Yeah. See, I love that. You were forever but, learning. But you know what's interesting about that, which occurred to me a few years ago, was that I gave up languages, you know, to go... To drama school and because of Alan actor. Rickman, of course, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I didn't so mind so much losing the German, but it always used to bother me because I did used to love I loved French, and my old French teacher um, came to every single thing I ever did. No, my French teacher, yeah, because I was I was so, I was very good at French. I was a like, star. Oh, but people. how I know Wonderful. everything I did, Mrs. Minihane. Mrs. Minihane. And she'd come round to afterwards. I'd say, come, you know, come round. And she'd say, I'm going to be in the audience today. And I'd say, come round afterwards. And you know that thing where, uh, and it, she, honestly, I've, I was so touched by her. Every single thing I ever did. She only stopped so when she, she got older. So she supported you where your parents didn't. Yes. She had Mrs. Minihane. Oh, Always. Bless every, her. Yeah. And uh, she'd come dress me, have a chat and everything. And I couldn't, couldn't she forever telling me to call her Barbara. And I said, I can't. You know that thing? Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, you're an adult. I couldn't call her Barbara. I had to call her Mrs. Minihane. Um, and she's she's older now and she's sadly not able to do things like that. But Oh, she's yeah. still she's still with us. So you do, are you still yeah. in touch with her? Yes, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mrs. She's, Minihane, Mrs. I hope Minihane. you're listening to this. Look at, yeah. look at But what the you language do. thing, no, but clearly I have a love of language in some way because Shakespeare. No, I mean, I don't just love Shakespeare I love lots of things but yes but I relearned my French because I used to go to France and couldn't string two words together and it really annoyed me so some years ago I found a French teacher in near where I live and then I'd go back and forth to France and I'd have the French station on in my house all oh, the time that's a good idea. and I and I learned and learned and learned I became fluent um and I'm fluent now and yes and then British Sign Language you know just the thing about languages I think is something that's in me Mm. That that I had when I was at school, and I've 
comes full circle to it. Pretty but silent. I love learning, yes. I learnt in lockdown, I learnt the ukulele. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, then you can play an instrument. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't say I was very good at it. Okay, all right. <laughs> I bet you're not bad at it, though, knowing you. I've met, like you <laughs> no, said, I don't know. as a child, you were focused. As an adult, you're focused. I bet she's probably I'm, you I'm very curious. Um, you know, I've got a sort of child, childlike wonder of the world still, and I think that's a very good thing to oh, have. Oh, yeah, always hold on and My to daughter's that. always quite proud of me because I'll have a go at stuff. I'll Pushing. have a go. Like, And I'm now I've learnt paddleboarding. That's my new oh, passion. Isn't that... Do you stand or do you kneel? I stand. See, I can't do the stand. I, I fall every do time you? I stand up because I giggle too much. <laughs> I think it's probably because I'm giggling that I can't manage it. Have you done zip wiring yet? Uh, I did it uh, quite a few years ago on holiday. Once my daughter. Yeah, I love I love things like that. Yeah, bungeed. Yeah. No, I don't think I'll do no. that. I have to say, I draw the line. Indoor skydiving. No, but I'd, I'd love oh, to do that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Right, they're about to open an outdoor indoor start. So it's outside. And it's a wind tunnel that you can float above. I've the seen trees. it. Yes, and I will definitely be going for that. Yes, same yeah. here. Maybe yeah. we'll go together. Oh, that that's it. Yes, <laughs> we're going to do it. So let's just talk about other other TV shows before we go into the films. Then, so Anatomy of a Scandal, as you know, I loved it. Absolutely loved it on Netflix. It was one of my favourite books. Um, uh, I, I was obsessed with the book. But as a TV show, I loved the way it was crafted. I loved the way it was directed, and mm. the cliffhangers were so. Clever, the the falling. So everyone's seen it now, but we won't give the ending away because it's always available there on Netflix. And it did massively well yes. around the world. Yeah, massively well. Number one in practically every country, including the States. Um, yeah, huge. So Netflix huge. is very powerful. And it's the, the, the amount of very fine actors, because I'm going to put you in that category and I, don't, I know you're not going to like it, but I'm going to, but who now go to do television. People were very snobby years ago. I'm not saying you were, but people were snobby about doing TV. Oh, yeah. Back in and the day. now everyone does mm. the TV shows. Do you think all of that has really changed? Do you think cinemas on on the decrease, on the decline? Well, I think, um, well, obviously, you know, the virus has obviously, had a yeah, yeah. major effect on cinema. I think before then it was doing, you know, it was doing quite well. Still, it was healthy, but healthy things attendance. things go straight to streaming. and Things go straight to streaming. I mean, I have to say, I absolutely love the cinema. I've never grown out of the whole Pearl and Dean music da, 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 thing da, da, of popcorn. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I've never grown out of this excitement. And one of my favourite things is to go to the cinema. Uh, absolutely love it. And there are certain films that you think, you have, I have to see that on the big screen. Um, Cry Freedom. But but I think that yeah, I think things have changed. I think the quality of television work has changed, and that's why I think it's attracted in in subsequent years. It's attracted people who may not have done telly before or and has got rid of that snotty snobbish thing. Because I think that uh there are certain TVs became the quality of it became better certain aspects of it became almost cinematic um and i think that you know the scripts got better and better and then attracted people who didn't do tv before and then of course once people see that they think oh god they're really good and they're doing tv so that that kind of shame not shame but that kind of negative Thing drops away and I think that the same has happened with commercials back in the day Dame do, Judi Dench does yes, a commercial absolutely, now yeah, yeah absolutely so I think that then it's, and it's good I'm glad that it's changed because you know it's ridiculous but yeah I think there's a there's a definite crossover now from people who n would never do TV who would would be theatre or film and I think the crossover from f film People who primarily film actors who now also do TV is a very good thing. And I think that whole stigma has disappeared. I hope so. It's funny, though, yeah. the audience, because if you say to uh, I, I did a, a poll on something I was doing recently and we said play or musical. Simple as that. We just wondered what people would pick. 
And there were a lot of people who said, oh, a play. I wouldn't watch a play. So then I, okay, so would you watch a drama on television? Oh, I love that. Well, that's that's a, a play. And, oh, I never thought that it was. But yes, because it doesn't have music. And it's funny how people think about, I love, I love theatre. I love cinema. But live theatre, I don't think there's anything quite... I was very lucky because as a child, my parents took me to live theatre from a very small age. They wanted me to be... They love the arts. So I'm very lucky. I know that. But a lot of people now, I think, are more open to live theatre because they've now let um, drama into their lives, as in some of the really fine dramas, like Mm. Anatomy of a Scandal, many other things, of course, that you've done. The Split, which I loved. Um that they now feel more open to plays. Does that make sense to you? Um, yes, it, it kind of. I mean, I hadn't really realised that. I think sometimes people think, people may have thought in the past, the same way they think about, some people think about art. They think, well, yes. I get it, you know. And they, I don't know, yes. they kind of ascribe something to plays that was kind of serious high art so they sort of avoided it and you know would rather go to a musical not that a musical I mean it's an amazing musicals it's not that musicals are lower in any sense at all but it's just that people would avoid you know if they said they were going to the theatre they you know verily meant going to see a musical Mm. and sort of steered away from plays Um, and I yeah and I think they, they may have thought they would be dull or boring or serious or I don't know what but I think that yeah there are many more there's much more of a crossover now with plays because as you rightly say you know some great dramas and people watch a drama Mm. on telly Mm. and they realize how that can affect them and I think they start to realize that great drama is uplifting absorbing absolutely elevating and I think that that draws more people who may not have necessarily gone to lots of plays in the theatre to go to see a play. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, I love theatre. Do you love yeah. being in theatre? Yeah, I love being in theatre. I love all of them. I mean, I think... Not gonna, I'm not going to make you choose. No, no, Don't no. Worry, no. It's not like a child. No, right? no. <laughs> choose your favourite. Acting, a play, a, a television, film. Yeah. No, it was just that thing when you were earlier talking about labels. You know, I hate this thing that came in some years ago where people get labelled a theatre actor, a TV actor, yes, a film mind. actor. You know, the fact is you're an actor, 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 actor. And they all, and hopefully you want to move around all of those things because they all have completely different disciplines which you want to be you know, exercising. So I, I love doing film, I love doing TV, I love radio, actually. I love um, creating a character solely with your voice. So I love radio. Um, but theatre, yes, of course, theatre has an aspect that none of those things have. And that is, when the curtain goes up, you are on a roller coaster yes. until it goes down. So if anything goes wrong, you have to get out of it without the audience noticing you know you can't say oh sorry can I just do that you know you can't do that um so the frisson of live theater and the fact is that it's happening there on the moment it will never be the same again you know tomorrow it will be different it may look the same but everyone's experiencing this extraordinary event in the now, here and now, live in the theatre. It's it's alive. It's fully alive. And the audience and the actors are in this world watching this narrative and these living, breathing, fully formed humans, you know, in front of them. It's, it's, oh... I mean, it's so exciting. It really, you know, you I have to tell you, though. Yeah. I have to tell you 
that I've been, you know, acting for quite a long time and I've done a lot of theatre, um, never cease. I never cease to be absolutely terrified. Really? Yeah. And it doesn't matter if I've done 100 performances of the same thing. Uh, and it doesn't matter if you're doing eight performances a week, whatever. Each time before I go down the stairs or wherever I'm going to the wings, I'm in and out of the bathroom. I feel sick. Wow. My heart pounds. I'm absolutely... Ugh. And I stand there sometimes. I think, you know, what is this? This is so masochistic. It's <laughs> off the scale. You know, mm. why do you put yourself through this? Why? Why? Once I'm on there, I've got things to get on with. Do you know what I mean? But the lead up to the performance, every single performance. That's fascinating because you do. A lot of people get nervous or they get excited or they call nurse sighted, whatever anybody wants to call it. Mm. But and then they use that. Yeah, you use it. But do you think that it's something you, even though you feel sick and you get nervous, it's something you couldn't live without? I have to do it. I don't yeah. Know and, you know, again, right at the beginning of our, our talk, um, I said that I don't want to know um, why. You know, I don't want mm -hmm. to know the ins and outs of why I'm an actor. Um, not because it's sinister or anything, but it's just, I don't well, know. I don't know. <laughs> Unless there's something you want to share. But if you'd like to, checks back for knives or axes. <laughs> no, nothing like that. I'm the, um, you know, it, it's um, because, it, you know, it, it, you do put yourself through it. You put yourself through it in order to create the best piece of work that you possibly can. And... It it doesn't doesn't change really, um, and you wonder why you would do that to yourself. <laughs> really, um, maybe don't think about it too much. The, the interesting no, thing don't. is that everybody, I mean, because um, I'm an interviewer, but also people will interview me, and there'll always be a time and say, "Why did you want to be a TV presenter when you were a child?" I don't really know, and I can't break it down, but I knew it was something I wanted to do. Mm. And if you go too deep into it... it oh, I don't want... Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I, I we just do what we do. Yeah, yeah. And we love what we do, and yeah. we're very lucky to do what very we do. Lucky. That's the other thing. And we sort of know, and we know that we want to do it. Now, yeah. why that is, I don't know. Yeah. And I don't want to know. Exactly. You. I was going yeah. to say, yeah, you, you know, don't know, and you don't want to know. I have enough of a job trying to do things really well, because even on the you know, the last performance, say, in the theatre, the very last performance of the run or whatever it is, um, I am still, the last word, the last breath, the last full stop, I'm still trying to make it better. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've still got parts of it. I think, oh, I can. Because people say to you, you know, if you're doing a play, how can you do that every night? Don't you get bored or something? And I say, absolutely not. Because there's always things you're trying to make better. And also... Um, you you put yourself back into it as if if it's the first time you've done it. You listen to what someone is saying to you, um, because you don't know. I don't know what your you Gabby Roslin is going to say to me next. You don't know what's coming out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. You have to go back to a new day. It's a new day. You didn't do it yesterday. It's a new day. Um, there are all kinds of things that you're trying to improve on or take a risk on or try that at the very last performance you're still doing it it's very interesting because before we started recording you were saying about living in the moment and the way you're talking and the way everything you said I just get that from you that you really you don't look back you don't necessarily think about what what's going to happen in the weather you just <laughs> you you live for the moment and you probably I'm sure you do that in your performances as well yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm opposite someone and so, you know, who's talking to me as a character, I absolutely, I mean, and this maybe comes through experience, I don't know, but I'm able to completely clear my mind so that I don't know what they're going to say to That's me. That's incredible talent. Yeah. So That's that, very difficult. So that my response depends on how what they say to me hits me. Wow. Um, so my response tonight, 
during the thing might be quite different to yesterday because of because of what how the, what they how what they say to me it's me and 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 that i don't know i'm in a state where i don't know of course i know but i can get to a stage where i completely forget that i know and just try to listen on that moment when they say something to me and i then i respond that's the so best i don't churn out the same old performance that i did yesterday every day is a new day every moment is a new moment how is it going to be tonight i don't know but my ears are open proper listening and also before i speak i i try to you know to feel like we do now which is i don't know what i'm going to say to you in the next sentence yeah that's the best advice you could give any actor, up and coming actor, whatever age they are, when when they say, "Oh, how do, how do, it's the listening. Listening is so mm. important." Yeah, you got to, and you know that's the same in life. Yeah, of course. Because whether you're acting or whether you're in real life, you have to listen, and you don't not wait to speak. A lot of people are waiting to speak when someone's talking to them, and they're not listening. That's you know, interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you. I know exactly what so you. So, whether yeah. you're acting and someone is, you're saying something to another character, and you can see that their face is fixed. Sometimes, you know, ready to deliver their <laughs> their line. Yeah, they're not actually listening to you. Yeah, they're waiting to speak their line. And then sometimes in life, um, someone is talking to another person, and that person isn't actually listening to them. They're, they're waiting to to respond. To, to They're waiting to speak. I mean, I, you know, it's going to sound a bit morbid, but um, I've, I've, I've had friends, I'm sure you have too, I've had friends through life who have had cancer or, you know, some life-threatening illness or some terrible dilemma of some sort. And, and maybe a, a few of us are, gone out or talking to, you know in a cafe together just mm. having a chat and um and sometimes you observe that that person may start talking in a particular way the person who's ill and sometimes people aren't listening they're waiting to offer a solution or what well, it, it comes from a good place but the thing of actively listening is something you have to commit to. You don't not waiting to jump in, or whilst they're talking to you, formulating your response whilst they're talking to you, because that's not listening. Then you're not there in the moment. You're no. not taking it in. No, I, I, I. That's very interesting because I've always said that uh, my father was uh, a broadcaster as well. He's still with us. He, uh, he's, he was a broadcaster. And he used to say, never plan an interview because what happens if you thought that person is mad about lions and you go on about, oh, I've heard you love lions. And they said, I used to, but now I love giraffes. And your next question was going to be, tell me about how you love lions. Well, how, don't you just have to listen. Otherwise, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to have a conversation. A conversation is about two people, three, or however many people, but it's about lis always listening. And we have to listen to ourselves and we have to listen to others. I completely agree, and, 100%. But you do, I can tell, you're very, you're so in the moment. You've got the most incredible energy. You really have <laughs> incredible energy. I love, I also read that you do um, therapy, pets for therapy. Oh, yes, with my dog. See, that's another, that's another one of those. You're yeah. very giving of time I can I, I can feel it of you tell me about that because my cousin has just started doing it with her dog and she said it's one of the, the greatest gifts well my dog my beloved dog Milo everybody who knows me knows Milo <laughs> he's always with me except oh, today he's not here today no he's not here today I would be so unprofessional <laughs> although I have to tell you he's the calmest dog and he would just be sitting here calm now that's because as a puppy he was a total nightmare um, I'd never had a dog before we got him. And um, I'd said to my daughter, it's going to be your responsibility, right? You're, you know, because she was, had gone on and on about it. Mm. So after three years, I said, we said, okay, you can, we'll get, we'll, in three years time when you're 
responsible. So I did all the all the research about what it means to have a dog, what will I have to do, blah, blah, everything. And then when he arrived, um, he, was, he was very sweet. And, but, you know, he was a puppy. Puppies mm-hmm. are extremely hard work. Yes. And I didn't know that because I didn't have a dog. But eventually I realised that training would be good. So I went off and to puppy training classes to learn what to do. Yeah, and then, were you trained or was he trained? Well, both of you were Well, trained. the puppy training classes, this is a mistake people make, you see. <laughs> they think that the puppy training classes is the training, but it isn't. It's, it's for you to it's learn for you. what yes. you then need to go yeah. off and do, right? Yeah. So, because I'm mistress of research and commitment, <laughs> I, uh, I learned it. And I did all the training with him and I did and I it was really stressful. Very, very stressful. But I stuck at it, I stuck at it, and I made sure everybody else in the household did the same thing, because there's no point in you doing it in someone. Um and it paid off. It's paid off a hundred percent. he's the most amazing dog. Aww. So about three years ago well, five years ago, one of my friends who I said to you, uh, you know, that had had cancer. Um, eventually was in a hospice and um, I promised her that I would be with her all the way to the end, which I was. And so we would go and visit her in the hospice and because she loved Milo, um, dogs were allowed to be brought in. Love so Milo that. would go in and with me and sometimes we'd be there four or five hours. I'd break it up with little walks and things, but we'd be there. And he'd uh, curl up on the bed and be really, really calm and she would stroke him. And then in her final days when she... Uh, was in and out of consciousness. Um, uh, I would get her hand and I'd put it on his tummy, so so she could feel it going up and down. And uh, and and he was an absolute star. And then a year or so after, I thought, you know, he was so good. I wonder if he'd be. So I contacted Pets as Therapy and they brought him in for uh, these assessments, which are really tough because they've got to be able to cope with any situation. It's not just about being calm and lovely. Mm. Um, and if he'd failed one of them, he'd have failed the whole thing. But wonderful little boy, he passed. Uh, so from then on, when I'm free, I um, contact them or things get sent to you if, to see if you're free uh, to to go to. Um, uh, we've been to a hospital. We've been to a children's hospice near us. Um, uh, mental health. We've been to a university with anxious students all kinds of things oh, and he's got gift. his little jacket that says working pets are oh. dog. and I have my uniform which is which is blue and yellow and I look as if I'm about to do a shift at Ikea <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no word of a lie it's but anyway yeah so we're a little team so when I'm when I'm not working um what that's one of the things thing. I do that's very yeah. special mm. that's very special for your friend as well I I I Dogs. I wish I could have a dog. I had dogs all my life. I had Why to can't you have a dog? My now? husband's allergic to the spit of dogs. He's oh very my, allergic, oh and he loves dogs. <gasps> so we literally, whenever there's a dog around, and the girls and I, we're all covered. We're like that, and David just. Stands oh, that's his, such a shame. Yeah. I've I've never heard that one the spit. Yeah, I mean, I know that just the, the hair because Milo, for instance, doesn't shed. So he's what is lo- he? Lots of people. Um, he's a he's a Havanese. Every time you say. People say, what is he? And I say, Havanese. Every single person goes, including people who know dogs, go, what's that? Yes, I was about to. What's a Havanese? I want to see a picture of a Havanese. I'm going to have a look. They're very like Lhasa Apsos, if you've heard of oh, those. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh, 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 my goodness me. But they, they you're probably looking at a picture where yeah. their fur is straight down to the ground. Yeah. Yeah, but there's also so that's a short what they, one. That's what they do when they... That one. Yes, so that's what they do when they say are showing them or something. But that upkeep of that fur, that coat, is is ridiculous. And my friends are going to uh, actually be uh, amazed that I've said he's a Havanese because I usually lie. You lie? Why yeah. do you lie about your dog? Because because <laughs> every says, what where I he? where yeah. I live is the cockapoo capital of the world. Right? <laughs> Everyone's got cockapoos, right? And um, and when I first got him, and I've lived where I've lived for 40 years, my area. When I first got him, everyone would say, oh, God, what is he? And I'd say, he's a Havanese. And 
People go, I want one of them. Oh, I want one just like him. I want one. I want one. I want one. And eventually I thought, you know, I don't want... Everyone I don't want the cockapoo situation happening with having yeah. So I decided that when people asked me, I'd say he was a Larsa Abso. I'm, 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 I'm confessing here. I this, love that. And so when anyone asks me, I usually say Larsa Abso. That's so funny. How do you do? How how do you cope with having a dog and doing theatre and doing filming all day for various Netflix things and right. Witcher and all of those things that you've done? How do you do all of that? How do well, you most of it? the most of the time, if you're filming in. London, uh, he comes with me um, and he's in my trailer. And when I'm on the set, there's always a long queue of people saying, oh, can, can I go and see Milo? Um, because there, there was always people who are dog friendly, the producers and people more and more and more. So there's always a, oh, there's often a dog around anyway. Makeup might have and a dog. And theatre? They're all right with it in theatre? Um, in my uh, dressing room. Oh, perfect. Absolutely. In my no, dressing. I am now. I'm now. Yeah. I'm hurt. You didn't and bring a, him. And again, I'm gonna... well, I wouldn't do that without asking. So you, so you and Milo and your daughter go off on adventures in your camper van. Do you take the cello and the ukulele too? Because this now sounds like the most ex- incredible family. You know, they all all musical, uh, traveling around the country with a <laughs> pet therapy dog. Just there, sounds too. There's too more heavenly. than. There's more than us two. But I'm deeply private, and I haven't talked. No, about I anything. know, and that's your so, business. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we, I tell you what we do, because she plays the cello, she taught herself quite a while, while ago to be completely, you know, fine at uh, the piano and she taught herself. the guitar. She taught herself. She's like her mum then. Through being, um, you know, very good at the cello. She, she taught, wow. she's musically minded. You can't fit the piano in the No, but she comes a guitar. Oh, okay. That's and so right. that's that's what that was leading on to. Okay. Yeah, she brings a guitar. <laughs> I don't bring my. You can, I mean, I might do. I've got to get a bit better at it. You know, yeah. I'm not. No, I think it's to, time. Camper yeah. van. But when we go own. off, it's like um, Cliff Richard on summer holiday. Honestly, the the music's on. The arms are waving. Oh, is it really like that? I, I promise you, we're singing at top of our voices. Oh, how perfect! Love and it. whoever else is there, I bet they're singing along too. We're all singing. And, and there was there was a program when you and I were little called the Partridge Family. Oh, I have God. a picture of that. Because do you remember the outfits they used to wear? That's right. Oh, and I had, I had, David I had a huge crush on David Cassidy. No, I was Donny Osmond. No, you see, oh, no, I was no. No, I didn't like the Don. I didn't like the people that liked David Cassidy because I was Donny. I was seven years old and I was going to marry Donny Osmond. No, Donny Osmond. I liked his his uh, songs, but he was a bit too toothy for me. I think. Oh no! A bit too too. He's sweet. one of those people that I've interviewed so many times, and if the little girl at me who had him on, honestly, he was on my walls. If I'd known then that I was going to do host TV shows with him and interview him, I think I would have, I would have just cried and (laughs) weed there. You know, that sort of, you know, when every bit of you just goes, no, I can't handle this. Do you know what? It's the opposite now, though, actually. I like Donny Osmond. You know, uh, I think I'd feel slightly the same, (laughs) Donny. You know, sort of, um, whereas David Cassidy, did you meet him? No, I didn't. Oh. No, no. But but I would be more drawn to Donny Osmond than I was. There we Cass- go. Yeah. You see, it comes round in the end. <laughs> comes so you so you meeting Donny Osmond would have been the same as those kids who loved you in Blake Seven would be. It's that well. Thing. The thing is, I mean, you were post. You were I'm, on I meet lots of people who's because because Blake Seven is still a cult. Um, but I there mean, were posters I, of you everywhere. Yes, I know. I get sensed. I mean, I still get lots of letters. You know, I still no. have to sign things. Oh, well, yeah, all the time. It's it's a it's a big cult. Oh my And goodness. then in the in the in the um, in public, um, people, you know, they come up. Oh, Dana! They go. Oh my! They goodness. scream. Um, and if I'm doing anything in the theatre, instance, there's. There's, yeah, there's always there's people that stay yeah, job because yeah. of the play, but there's always a contingent with their. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, I love and that's that. great. I've got to clear something up while I'm here and yeah. while we're on Blake Seven. Yeah, right? because I'm not on social media, and uh, but I do know that from time to time there are because people tell me there are sort of remarks about me and Blake Seven. Along the lines of, I'm ashamed of it, and and I don't go to. Oh, convention. I haven't read that. Yeah. I haven't read well, that. apparently. Um, because you know there've been conventions over the years and things that all the others 
20. But I, I, I don't go. And um, there seems to be some belief that uh, that, that uh, I you know, don't want to talk about Blake 7 even uh, or, or go to these conventions. And the fact of the matter is that uh, I do. I love talking about Blake 7. You know, it was great fun. And uh, I don't go to conventions because I went to one right at the beginning or couple and they just aren't for me. That's it's as simple as that, really. You don't have to go. There we go. I'm giving. I'm yeah. granting you that wish yeah. Yeah. that you don't have to Thank go. Thank you. There I don't go. go. Do you know the other thing yeah. though? I just want to end on this: is that uh, I was looking that it's just been announced a few days ago about your next job, and it said Wonder Woman's. So they called you Wonder Woman's Josette Simon, and so uh, it's funny how I'm going back to the label thing, but. I, it's quite a nice label, that one. Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I, That's I, a nice one. Yeah, no. When I talk about labels, the thing is, just to go back, when I was talking about labels. Uh, no, I know. I know. I'm sort of just. Yeah, it's a theatre thing with and this. the film yeah. is the thing. You know, but labels like Wonder Woman's. Yeah. That's abs- quite a fun one. Yeah, Wonder Woman. I've never seen my daughter and her young women pals so cock a hoop about any film than but when they went t- to see that no no they absolutely loved wonder woman you know it really appealed to them that yeah. that independent vibrant powerful young woman and they responded to it suddenly your droves. daughter's like mom there's something hey look you're in wonder woman my mom is in wonder woman <laughs> yeah there's got yeah, to be but, one of those but those sort of labels I, they don't bother me you know they don't bother me uh, okay well in, i i i'm delighted I mean, that, and that is you're right that is a good one that's a good one yeah, yeah. I, it's very funny because i said to my youngest daughter uh who i was interviewing today and uh, and i was saying and she because she knows you from uh the the witcher oh, yeah. and and witches as well yeah. and then i and we were talking about cry freedom and then i said wonder woman honestly she went oh no mom it was lovely reaction oh. so from from everybody that it's it is a great reaction thank you so much it's a real it's such a joy to be with you because you have like i said this amazing energy and may you forever be a multi-award winning actor you are in whatever you do thank you so much thank you my guest next week is the incredible ella mills who you will know as deliciously ella and she talks more openly and more candidly about her life about failures, about successes, and about how she really feels about living a plant-based diet. Honestly, it's one of those interviews that you will not believe you're listening to, and at the end you'll say, wow. That Gabby Roslin podcast is proudly presented to you by Cameo Productions, with music by Beth Macari. If you wouldn't mind, could you give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, and please leave a review? We read them all and love to see what you've got to say. See you next week.